Emotions are complicated. They are reactions we experience in response to events or situations in our lives. We make decisions out of them, and ultimately, emotions can lead our lives if we're not careful. But we don't have to be controlled by our emotions. We can take the information they give us, acknowledge it, and then choose to fix our minds on the truth. Now, that all sounds great, but you may be thinking, I get very emotional when hormones are involved. Well, guys, we are going to tap on that subject in this episode with Patty Cosette. Before we get started, we have an ebook for you. If you've ever struggled with thoughts of not being enough, not being qualified, or feeling overlooked, be sure to go to the show notes or reclaimstory.com to grab your copy of our free ebook to help you combat those lies with the truth of God's word. Now, let's dive into this episode with Patty Cosette. Welcome to Living the Reclaim Life Podcast. I'm Denisha. We're glad you're here for conversations that revive hope, inspire healing, and encourage you to live a vibrant life with Christ. So grab a cup of coffee as we chat with today's guest. Today, we are going to get emotional. (laughs) We are going to talk about emotions, and we are going to talk about lies of if I feel something it must be true Mm. is it that if I feel it it is true clearly because I feel it well we're going to debunk some of that and we're going to talk about what do we do with our emotions and we just hope today is encouragement and some hope and to give you some tangible things that what do we do with our emotions and are our emotions always true Oh, my goodness. So are there lies that we believe about our emotions? Well, I'm here to say, yes, there are. Yes, there are. There can be things like, well, if I feel it, then it must be true. I mean, okay, how many of us have ever sat in any kind of active listening training or other types of training where we're supposed to be listening and we need to validate what the person has said or how they've said it so we're trying to to validate those emotions that are coming out that we heard it that we are trying to understand it and so we repeat it back and all those kinds of wonderful things well we can begin to believe well if I feel it it must be true well I'm here to say, not necessarily, not necessarily. How many of us have been in a situation where if that same person had approached you on a different day, they wouldn't have gotten the same reaction they got out of you today? Because today, nothing went right. (laughs) You were stuck in traffic. You got the wrong drink at Starbucks. They <laughs> messed it up. And, and you had already gone through the drive-thru. You couldn't go back. You didn't have any time left. So you left. You didn't even have your coffee the way you like to have it or whatever drink that you have. You then get to the office and you can't find your keys. I don't know where they went. They were in my purse. I know they're down in there somewhere. And so you stand there for 15 minutes, dumping your entire purse out on the ground because you can't find your key. Oh, there it is. I finally found it. But all my stuff is all over everything. Then you got a phone call from that customer, that customer, who's never happy, 
never has been happy. And you don't even know how to make them happy. And so you have to sit and listen and take it. And you just take it and you take it. And then you go home. The dishes aren't done. Dinner is not ready. Children have not done homework. Nothing is going on. And then this small thing happens. Oh, someone spilled something. And you lose it. You absolutely lose it all over that poor child. Now, was if that had happened on one of those good days when everything had gone right, you would have had that lovely, passionate, compassionate self that you love to be and want to be. <laughs> that mom who's like, it's okay, honey. Let's, I'll help you clean it up. Everybody makes mistakes. Things happen. It's okay. It's all right. Let's just clean it up. Everything will be fine. But instead, you screamed and yelled and sent him to his room without dinner. Okay. So... I didn't want to make dinner anyways. So. <laughs> Me either. So <laughs> I picked it up. It was pizza. So, <laughs> anyway. so here we are. Were my feelings true? Meaning, were they based in reality? I was feeling anger. I was feeling frustration. I had all kinds of feelings. But I would have had more control if it had been a different day. So I'm going to say that sometimes our feelings dealing with the actual situation that we're finding ourselves in are not all that's going on. So my reaction to my child was not a good one, but I chose to act on it anyway. Now, if I had had a moment or if I had taken a deep breath and realized I've had a really bad day, but he doesn't deserve all of the buildup of my bad day to come out on him. Take another deep breath. Okay, let me help you. Let's get it up. Get a paper towel. Let's clean it up. Let's put it away. And why don't you sit down and finish your dinner? So, are all of our feelings linked to the situation we're in? Or do other things get compiled to where our feelings get amplified beyond what they should be. So there's a word that we hear in our, our world right now, and that is the word trigger. Now, I don't remember ever hearing that word when I was young. Remember, I'm old. And triggers are real. They're real. And the reason we call them triggers is because they are like a trigger on a gun. They can go off. We can pull something and all of a sudden this emotion comes out of us that we had not anticipated because the situation I'm finding myself in is relating to something that happened previously. It's tying itself to a situation that had brought forth much more intense that might feel the same, but that deeper one was a much deeper pain. And then our feeling gets magnified and our reaction becomes bigger than the present situation actually called for. So when does that kind of thing happen? Denisha, can you just speak a little bit on what triggers do and where some of them can come from? I think one thing to know, and I think this is fascinating, is that our brain is an anticipation machine. So really, it anticipates what's 
about to come around the corner based on our prior experiences. And the way that it does that is either through one, through our genes, or two, through our life experiences. And so when when talking about a trigger, it, it is exactly that. It's like the gun going off and you didn't realize you had pulled the trigger itself. It's basically when our old emotions are reactivated by what's happening right now, but they attach themselves, it, they, it, the old emotions attach themselves to our current situation. Mm. So for instance, if you've ever caught yourself in a time where maybe your husband did something that was really like on a scale of one to 10, it was like a two. But your reaction was like a nine. And that Mm -hmm. is a really good indication that maybe that is triggering a past situation in your mind and your brain is anticipating it to play out the same way. So that's one way that triggers work in our mind. And that can be something we can't always control that, but we can recognize them, acknowledge them, and then do things to help regulate ourselves when we feel that heightened sense of being Mm -hmm. evoked or triggered. Mm -hmm. So that's an area where we need to be able to look at our reaction and begin to say, okay, did this situation warrant Mm -hmm. my reaction to it? Did it warrant all the feelings that came flying out from what just happened here? Or is there something deeper that I need to deal with? You know, when we've been talking about all this, these last, these previous two weeks, we've been talking about figuring out roots and seeing things that get exposed. Well, ladies, and our emotions can be a real place of things get they can where we begin to see something's not okay. Yes. Something not, is not all right because I'm reacting in a way that isn't warranted by what's happening mm-hmm. here. And so we need to look at that and then say, "Okay, God, why?" What is this link to? Why did I react that way? Why did this send me into the fetal position on the floor? Mm-hmm. Why did this conversation that didn't really seem to have anything to do with me all of a sudden bring emotions to the surface that have me cowering in the corner? It could be linked to a trauma you've experienced. It could be linked to things that happened in your past. So we need to look at our emotions, observe our emotions, understand, and begin to say, okay, where does this not ring normal? Why is this amplified? Why is this happening? I don't even understand why I reacted the way I did. And that can happen at various times in our life, and it can be extremely revelatory in our life because it begins to show us there's something going on here that I need to deal with. And it may be something that's been hidden, hidden from yourself, hidden hidden from your conscious mind because we're very good at protecting ourselves. Our mind and our emotions are good at building a cover almost or a protection mechanism to say, don't touch this because mm-hmm. this was bad. This was harmful. So we're not going close to that. And so it can become deep into our subconscious and is no longer easily accessed by our conscious mind and sometimes our emotions are a revelation of those things because emotions are also come out of some of our subconscious some of our unconscious mind where we just react and so it can then reveal some of those things that are deeper down 
one question that I like to ask myself is what else could this mean? Mm-hmm. There's times when I've, you know, experienced a two and responded as an eight. And in those moments, I go, okay, what else could this mean? Mm-hmm. Well, like you mentioned, I had a really rough day. It went from from the mor- from my morning to losing my car keys at work to then fast forward all the way to when I get home and then one spilled glass of milk or water and then I'm undone, right? Mm-hmm. So what else could this mean? This could mean I just had a really stinking hard day. Yeah. You know, it can be that simple. Yeah, it can be that simple. And it can also be as complex as maybe saying, when have I felt this way before? Yeah. If you catch yourself in a situation and you're safe, but you feel unsafe, it might be good to ask, when have I felt this way before? Because like you said, that could be connecting an old emotion could be reactivated by something that's happening now. And I think this is linked some back to what we talked about last week, because sometimes our feelings are coming out of a lie that we have believed. So a feeling of unworthiness, because I don't believe that God loves me. I don't believe he can love me just as I am. A belief of a depression that comes, feeling depressed, and that's because you don't believe that God is good. So our emotions can be linked to the fact that we've believed a lie. So we need to be aware of our emotions and to base them in truth and not trust your emotions. Now, that may be, that's very different than what our world tells us. Mm -hmm. Very different than our world tells us. If you feel it, then you need to just act on it. If you're not feeling this marriage anymore, then go find somebody else. If you're not if you're not happy, then you deserve to get whatever it is you want, whether it be something good or bad, but you begin to go for it yourself. Now here's a little one. It's like if you're feeling down, just go get that ice cream. Go ahead and eat the whole thing. <laughs> so anyway, it helps so much. I know it does, right? <laughs> that or chocolate. So it we live in an emotional society and we just think that I'm just going to live by my emotions. Well, ladies, we already know that that doesn't lead in, especially it doesn't lead to relational health ever, Mm -hmm. not with your spouse, not with your significant other, not with your children, with even in your friendships. If we live by emotion, we can destroy things because we can't react. We cannot act out of our feelings. I'm not telling you that you need to shut off your feelings because you Mm. can't. God created us emotional creatures. He created us with them. He has them. He speaks of rejoicing. He speaks of anger. He speaks of jealousy all about himself. He has those emotions. So emotions are real. And they are part of who we are. And remember, you were fearfully and wonderfully made by a God who loves you and knows you. But I don't have to allow my emotions to dictate my actions. I can choose and I need to choose. So I need to be aware of my emotions. I need to understand where some of them came from. I need to know how to express them in a healthy way. There's a new book out by Brene Brown. I don't know if any of you have ever listened to her or read any of her stuff. 
So it's amazing. You have what? The daring greatly. The is it the gift the of imperfection? Gift of oh, imperfection. Yes. that was when Denisha and I first met. When we really got to know each other, we were both like reading that book at the same time. <laughs> and so that book is amazing, and just so many of her things are. She has a new book, and it's called The Atlas of the Heart, and it is basically giving us more vocabulary for the myriad of feelings that we feel. A lot of us have a hard time expressing what we're feeling. We don't have the words to express. So we often will use words like, I am overwhelmed. That's a real common one right now in our society, period. Many of us feel overwhelmed by life, that everything is coming at us. It's coming at our finances. It's coming at our children. It's coming from so many different places right now that we can feel completely overwhelmed and unable to cope with what is. But sometimes we need to be more definitive with that word and say, I'm very frustrated with how things are happening. I am just plain sad at what I see. I'm disappointed with how that went. Just finding more words to describe how we are what that does is we have more um, verbiage to describe how we're feeling, the people around us have more capacity and ability to understand where we're at and what's going on. And so just in that fact alone, having a deeper vocabulary of feeling is really helpful. So that's one that you could just look at possibly, or we were both talking about that there's our those lovely charts. One's called a mood meter that you can look at. And sometimes it gives you more words. I have one that's in like red, green, yellow, and blue. And so you have all these different, so you can have anxious and angry and frustrated, and then you can have sad, disappointed, hurt, you know, different things like that as to how you're feeling. Now, there are some good ones, too. It's like happy <laughs> and, and elated and joyful and satisfied, content. Some of those wonderful other words that we can have and those feelings that we can have. But we mainly want to know that we do not have to act out of our feelings, mm -hmm. that we have a choice. When one of the lies we can believe is that I can't control my emotions. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to tell you, go, I'm not going to tell you how to feel, but I am going to say that you can control your reaction. You can, you can, and you need to. Okay. We don't let our emotions dictate what we do. That doesn't mean that I don't need to acknowledge how I feel. I don't need to look at how I feel. But what I do know is that I can choose to not harm anyone with my feelings. Mm -hmm. That I do not have to speak harshly. I do not have to act in a way that's unloving. With a spouse. Okay, so full disclosure, people. <laughs> so... Do I have a perfect marriage? No, I don't. <laughs> so have we gone with lots of ups and downs? Yes, we have. That's, and how long have you been married, Pat? Uh, this will be year 34. So 34 will, years. Yes, we will be celebrating our 34th anniversary in December. 
if you said everything was wonderful for 34 years, we I would know. You'd be lying. Yes. <laughs> true. Very true. And but I made a choice this year. I've had a I've had a rough two years, especially. And it took me to counseling for the first time. I had emotions going on inside of me that I did not know how to deal with. I didn't have enough tools in my toolbox. Now, I've walked with Jesus for over 40 some years of my, well, almost, yeah, it'll be 50 years very shortly. And I didn't know how to deal with what I was feeling but I didn't want to hurt people. And I was, I was mad at every driver (laughs) that pulled in front of me. I was mad at every customer service person. Every person behind a counter (laughs) was not happy that I was coming in the store. They didn't deserve any of what was coming. I was just angry, period. And I didn't know how to get out of it. And that was a first for me to have no idea how to change. I knew how to shut up and stop trying to hurt people. And then I, so I was like, I have got to find someone to talk to about this. And so I did. And much of it is, was I had a safe place to vent all the terrible feelings I had. Cause I had some really yucky feelings that I didn't want to name. Mm. Maybe you've had that where you don't want anybody to know how dark some of those feelings that you have are. So I had some dark ones and I didn't like them and I didn't like that I was trapped in it because that's how I felt. I felt trapped and I didn't know how to get out. And so I, because there was no one that I wanted to deep, just vomit my, my black feelings on because I didn't want to hurt them. I didn't want to hurt any of my children. I didn't want to hurt my husband. I didn't want to hurt my siblings. I didn't want to hurt anybody with the things that were inside of me. And so I found a counselor. I found a third person who could just sit and listen as I dumped it all out. And honestly, once I was able to dump all of it out, I began to be able to see what was true. Be able to say, okay, well, that's stupid. Or that, you know, it's was like, well, where did that come from? Oh my gosh, I can't believe I, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's not even true. Okay. I need to, you know, reorient my thinking. And I began to see what was true. And then I began to realize, okay, that one is true, but I can choose to act differently. I don't have to act the same. And I began to want to walk in love in every one of my relationships, even if it was the, with the barista across the counter. <laughs> you know, it'd be nice to her. You, you see do. Her, like, I do. Often. I do see her. <laughs> I do see them often. <laughs> and so I wanted to walk in love. And the thing is, is that love is patient. Love is kind. It doesn't take into account wrongs that are being suffered all the time. It doesn't keep an account I don't have a running tally in my head if I'm walking in love. Now, did I get all of this right right away? No. Did I sit with my counselor every two weeks for a while? Yes, I did. As I began to process the things that were going on inside of me, my feelings were real. And I was trapped by them. 
And I'm just happy to be able to say that I'm not anymore, that I'm able to choose. God just brought some truth and brought some clarity into my thinking where things had, I had just allowed things to get very skewed and I could, I didn't know how to get free. And sometimes ladies, we don't know how to do it by ourselves and that's okay. That's okay. But don't sit there in it. Don't sit in what's going on. If you need help, call out. Ladies, remember if your friend is silent it is often because they are going through something and they don't even know how to talk about it. So they're not reaching out. And we can sometimes be like, oh, well, whatever, she didn't even answer me, so fine. But in actuality, they need you to reach in because they're not okay. And that was true for me. When I go silent, it's, a, it's like alarm bells should be going off <laughs> around the people that know me. It's like, ooh, she's not talking. I wonder if she's okay. You know, I should check in and some do and some don't, some don't. So you can't count on that. And so you also need to take those choices. Sometimes you might need to be the one who calls a friend and says, you know, I'm not okay. Don't do it with everybody. You do it with safe people, people that know how to keep a confidence, people who are going to respond in a loving way. But you just begin to reach out and know that... I need help. This might be my beginning step. Help me take my next step. I think I lean more towards isolation. Mm-hmm. When I'm having heightened emotions or when I'm going through something hard, I tend to isolate also. And when you mentioned acknowledging it and naming it, mm, that's yes. another something I'm really good at in the mm-hmm. past because I've really worked on this. But if I have a strong emotion, I tend to shove it under the rug And then I know I've said this before, but this is really the picture that I have is then I begin tripping over the rug and you can't figure out what it is. (laughs) And I'm like, why am I falling in the middle? Right? Like, Mm -hmm. because we stuff, I'm a stuffer, I Mm -hmm. stuff emotions. Mm -hmm. And so when you said acknowledging it and naming it, I thought that is so great because emotions are information. I'm really raging angry over that spilt, you know, milk. Why? Mm-hmm. That's information that we know. I have a friend of mine. If I start complaining about something, he'll say, why? <laughs> and I'm, I am, we've been playing this game for years now. <laughs> you know, like I feel, you know, what did you say earlier? I feel disappointed. Why? Well, because this didn't go my way. Why? Well, because this, and he keeps asking me why. We play the why game. You feel like a five-year-old. <laughs> I do, but do you know what? That really boils it down. Like, mm. okay, I'm really angry. Why? Because my son just spilt his milk. Why? Well, because he did it. And then it does. if you ask why again, it's like, <laughs> okay, he's five. Like, all right, all right. So maybe it wasn't my son. Oh, maybe it was this. Well, why was it that? And he just keeps asking me mm. why. And it really drives home. And there's times yeah. I've lost it after about the sixth why. <laughs> because it, like you talked about getting to the roots, right? Mm. We get to the root of something. And a great question to ask is why? Because those emotions mm. are there for a reason. Mm-hmm. And and definitely, I love that you encourage us not to just put them aside. Because I did that for a long time. Mm-hmm. And they really do. They do pull an account. Mm-hmm. They do start to build up. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about two more things, and this is for us women, okay? (laughs) Now, men, I'm going to tell you now what you should never say. (laughs) Are you on your period? (laughs) 
Are you about to start your period? That will reap havoc upon you because we're like, that to us communicates. You're saying that what I'm feeling doesn't matter mm-hmm. at all because I might be going on my period. And I don't even care if it's true or not. <laughs> You're the one because a lot of times it is true, but he's about to reap the whirlwind for saying that because he's discounting what I'm feeling. That is how we take that. Now, now you're going to hear it from a girlfriend. Okay. Are you on your period? (laughs) It's a good question. Are you, Denisha and I were talking about this very recently. We have daughters and when we have daughters, ladies, we need to help our daughters to understand their cycle. Now, one of the things you may have experienced, I have experienced, and this was true for myself as well, is that I get very, very dark in the days shortly before my period, right before I'm about to start. I get dark. And when I mean dark, I mean, I don't want to continue being. And I would and it went through many parts of my life. It was part of what brought me to Christ was I was feeling suicidal and and then God met me and and brought me to himself, but it didn't disappear. And some of that is the hormonal dips and shifts that occur in our body. Hormones are real. They do happen. And ladies, we have so many cycles and so many seasons as women. I'm in that beautiful... I'm actually, I'm out of it. I'm out of that beautiful menopause period where things totally change. And that perimenopause that they love to talk about, which is like beforehand, where everything starts to go totally out of whack again. And some of the crazy feelings that you have and you're not sleeping and you have brain fog and you have all these glorious things that they write about that our mothers never talked about, right? Most of us moms didn't talk. Nope, nobody talked about it. But now we do, which I'm thankful for. They're real. They're real. And the physical and emotional effects of the hormonal changes happening in our lives are real. However, that doesn't mean that I cannot choose how I act. I can choose. Knowledge should inform me and and arm me give me another weapon to fight my spiritual fight knowing okay this is hormones therefore it will change soon therefore i'm not going to say that hurtful thing that's on the tip of my tongue that i want to say at my husband i'm going to choose not to say it ladies When we talk about growing spiritually and we talk about being free from lies and being free in our lives with Christ, it takes work. And some of it is working on not just reacting and speaking out of our emotions, but choosing to calm down and say, I'm not going to talk right now because if I do, I might say something hurtful and You know, that old adage, sticks and stones may break your bones and words will never hurt me. That's a lie. Those words hurt. They go down deep and they are not easily forgotten. Yes. And they're not easily taken back. You say something out of anger or you're just depressed or something. 
you can't just take it back like it never happened. It takes so much work to recover after having wounded someone to get back to where you were. So how much better would it be for me to bite my tongue, leave the room if necessary, and just say, maybe we can talk about this another time, but this is not a good time. And if they pursue you, I don't know if you've ever had that happen, where they're like, but why? You need to, you know, and they just come in after you. And I'm just like, I'm shutting the door, okay? Because <laughs> like I'm protecting this, you right yes, now. This I is am, really about exactly. me protecting you. I am protecting you. you. <laughs> I am shielding you from what might happen if I talk right now. This is a bad time. I made a rule. I told Denisha this. I made a rule that I don't talk about things that are important after seven o'clock at night. Why? Because I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. So that is not a good time to talk about finances. It's not a good time to talk about the kids or make some great decision. No. If you want to talk about it in the morning, that would be great. If you want to talk about it in the afternoon, we can do that. But I'm not talking after 7 o'clock. Very frustrating to my husband at times. But <laughs> I know that I am tired. I have had a full day. I'm tired, and I, I can't make really important decisions at that time and so and I might say things that I don't mean to say mm. and so it's important mm -hmm. to be aware of where we are how we're feeling what's going on and yes the the hormones do affect things now we were also talking about two other things that are in our bodies we have cortisol and we have adrenaline so stress response mm -hmm. brings Real. cortisol into our body. Now, why don't you share about that? You were telling me about what you've learned about cortisol in the body. Yeah, it's fascinating. So cortisol and adrenaline, too, together, when we get evoked emotionally or we get triggered, those chemicals can actually stay in our body for up to 26 hours to process. Man. Now, let's say at 1 o'clock, I get a little upset and hit into that stress response, right? And then at five o'clock, my body is still processing my one o'clock cortisol and adrenaline. And at five o'clock, I get hit again. Well, mm -hmm. it dumps again. Mm. So we can actually take up to days or weeks, even months plus to actually go through, depending on how often you're getting that dump. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people who, you know, that cortisol, that adrenaline, we say adrenaline junkies, you know, who like crave that, but it's actually, it's very, it's really not good for our body in so many ways. You know, we think we want our body to be at peace. We want our body to be at ease. And the word dis-ease, it does put your body in a place of disease, which can leave, lead to disease yes. just by carrying too many of those hormones and adrenaline, you know, all together. So these things are real. They are real. They have effect on us. We were talking about, there's a story. I don't know if you've ever experienced it because you can have adrenaline come in after a very good, amazing thing. Like let's say you went and you spoke somewhere. And so when you're getting up in front of people and you're doing a, any kind of presentation, there's some adrenaline moving inside of you to make it good, okay? Or at work, you've had a project and you've had adrenaline pumping because you've got a deadline, you've got things that are working. And Or, for example, my husband and I, we would go on a mission trip and it would be an amazing trip and things were going, but it was, we were definitely kicking in the adrenaline to, to get through everything, all the different changes and all that needed to happen. And then you come back and that next day, so you're on this high 
And that next day, it is a crash. Mm -hmm. You come crashing down. And that is because your adrenaline has depleted. And it sends your body and your mind and your emotions into almost a depression. And if you're not aware of the fact that that has what is what just occurred, you can begin to say, think, you can think things, well, what's wrong with me spiritually? Where's God? Where you can begin to have all kinds of reactions and try to say, oh, I must be depressed. I must need help. I must need that. Well, let me give you an example of one right out of the Bible. I love this. Oh, it's Elijah. Okay, so in 1 Kings 18, Elijah is coming up and he is going up against the prophets of Baal who have been having way too much sway in Israel. And so he challenges them. He has this, I mean, it is massive and epic and epic how, how it goes on. Anyway, they have a challenge and it's like, let the God who answers by fire be God. Okay, so so he's put out a challenge out there and they're going at it. And finally it ends with, a trough full of water the wood is soaked with water and then he calls down he calls out to the lord and says lord you are god and answer and all of a sudden fire comes down from heaven it licks up even all the water in the trough and it's like poof, it's all gone and so all the prophets of Baal that didn't die right there are running away and so it's a massive win well then Ahab goes and tells his wife Jezebel what happened and Jezebel was like I'm going to have that guy killed so Elijah who has just done this amazing epic win hears one woman say I'm going to have him killed and he runs away he's scared and he's depressed so he runs away to this brook God tells him day of his life. He had the greatest day of his life. And then the next day, it's like as though it never happened, as though that God that answered by fire disappeared and is no longer there. Well, God was there and he led him to a brook and he said, lay down. He said, eat, drink and sleep. So he did the next day. He ate, drank. And slept again. The next day, he says, okay, now it's time to get up. Here's what we're going to do. And God took him forward. Oh, my goodness. You know what that tells me? When I have those really high highs, and then the next day I find myself in the lowest of lows, Mm -hmm. I need a nap and a snack. Exactly. (laughs) That's exactly it. Maybe all you need right now is go take a nap. Eat a good meal. (laughs) Relax and rest and let your body recover. Just as we said, that cortisol response, that adrenaline response, we need to allow our bodies to recover. And if we don't bring peace into our lives, we pay for it. We pay for it. Much just what Denisha said about dis-ease. So much disease comes into our life because we're not eating right. We're not resting. We're not giving our body a break, but we're constantly pushing. 
we're pushing and we're pushing that That's envelope. That's the culture that we live in right it now. It is. Like that is really our culture. It's it, we're, We have our phones, which have oh. great advances, but at the same point, we never really get to unplug. Yep. So how often, I just wonder what the science is going to be 50 years from now mm-hmm. when they talk about when those cell phones came out, here's what started happening yep. to people's bodies. Right. Because we're always on. When I feel it vibrate or ding, I think even in this podcast, I've had children who bypassed my emergency <laughs> don't ding during this time. They have, you know, they have buzzed my phone. That instantly makes you go, oh, I need to do something. Mm-hmm. Some, something something's happening. And we mm-hmm. don't get to fully rest. Exactly. You know, in Isaiah 26, he says that I keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on me. We need to allow peace into our lives. We need to take the time. We need to to choose to have times when we get quiet. Oh my gosh. How hard is that? To get quiet. Our world isn't quiet. Everything is just we're feeling bombarded in this information age in which we live when we have personal computers in our pocket. So choosing to get quiet, choosing to allow our body and our mind to get at peace. Sometimes it's hard and, and it just runs. Your, mm-hmm. your mind doesn't mm-hmm. stop real quick. How many of you have ever laid onto the bed and then all of a sudden it's like your brain is not off. It doesn't shut off. It's like, would you be quiet up there? <laughs> I would really like to go to sleep. And so we have to build some of that into our lives. It's an actual discipline. It is a discipline where we have to say, no, I need to build quiet into my life. Some of us, it may be at night. Some of us, it may be early in the morning. I always loved getting up before my children got up before the house just started into motion because once they're up they're up and so being able to have a time before life just swings into gear to have my cup of tea sit quietly go out on the porch sometimes and just sit and observe all that God has made and begin to start my day with him and get my mind stayed on him Mm -hmm. he says he will bring peace if we do that So basically, ladies, what we're saying is that we don't deny our emotions at all because oftentimes they are information for us to understand what else is going on. But we do not have to act. The emotions do not have to rule my actions. I can choose to act differently. And that's where we want to get. We want to be able to get to where we're making choices and that our emotions are not dictating mm-hmm. how we act in our relationships, in with all the different people in our lives, all the different areas of our lives that we choose how we're going to act. Amen. What was, oh, I had a quote I wanted to yeah. read. This was written in like 1600, and it was a beautiful, just to kind of almost a little bit of an admonition to all of us when we look at as we said that we women have seasons and changes and um, shifts in our physical bodies in our emotional states in our stages of life and this was his wisdom it said do not look forward to the changes and chances of this life in fear Hmm. rather look to them with full hope 
that as they arise, God, whose you are, will deliver you out of them. He has kept you up to this moment. If you but hold fast to his dear hand, he will lead you safely through all things. And when you cannot stand, he will bear you in his arms. The same everlasting Father who cares for you today will care for you tomorrow and every day. Either he will shield you from suffering or he will give you unfailing strength to bear it. Be at peace then. Put aside all those anxious thoughts and imaginations. We can let our thoughts go sometimes as we look at the future, as we look to, well, how will I handle that? How, what's going to happen? We can allow those to rule our thoughts. And this is just saying, put those in his hands. Mm. That same one who holds you now and is with you, as we've said, that same one is walking day by day into the future that's ahead. And he holds that future as well. And he holds you. Amen. Ladies, think on those things. Think about your when your emotions rise. Patty's given us some great things to think about, and we hope that it is a blessing to you, to the people around you, <laughs> and in your life. Thanks for listening. I pray you found hope in today's conversation, and maybe even feel a little less alone in your story. Stay connected with us on Facebook and Instagram at Reclaimed Story. Want to learn more about living a reclaimed life and how you can be a part of our growing community of reclaimers? Check out our website at reclaimedstory.com. All of those links and more will be in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this inspirational podcast, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Not only will you be the first one to know when new content comes out, but it is also a huge help in helping us reach more people to live the reclaimed life. Thank you.